something that uh, that did not occur to me, but is incredibly obvious now. The like, why can't Joseph just zap the flesh bud in his brain with Hammond? Oh yeah, because at right. the end why? they're like, quickly, Joseph, now, and then he like he overdrives his own brain, and I was like, you could have done that, right? Which makes sense because we know time. that we know that the Hammond doesn't hurt himself, so the only thing it could right. hurt would be the, the flesh, flesh bud. You'd think it was like the perfect weapon against. Like you, you Joseph is unflesh buttable. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, so then why didn't you do that any time that once you realized that there was a flesh bud in there? Maybe it, maybe Joseph just thought Jodorov needed to be taught a lesson about uh, patience and humility. That's <laughs> Joseph knows Joseph knows Steely Dan, Dan from like a sex club that he belongs to. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe. This is what we're gonna do. <laughs> no, he knows him from the kebab stand. <laughs> <laughs> He's my all kebab it, dealer. All it, all it took was some bartering, and he was just like, <laughs> like that haggle was not actually a a Dunner kebab haggle. It was a selling my <laughs> selling my grandson <laughs> sexual servitude. Sure. <laughs> well, fact check that. Wow. Wow. So this know. is actually these two episodes are actually a grim parable about human trafficking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't I know just... how grim it is. <laughs> it's kind of like a kind of a lighthearted parable about human trafficking. Well, because the episode opens with Steely Dan being like, "Jodro, you made a lovely bridge," and I'm just like, "I, I see it." I'm you sure know? he did. And like, yeah. I want to be like, calm down, except I can't because I'm not calm. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it just makes no sense to me. This is one of those times again where I'm like, <laughs> this episode should have taken five minutes Max. and not not. 40. But Araki was preoccupied with uh, all the various ways that Jodoro could be punished. Yeah. <laughs> and there are so many, and they're all so good. And Jotaro keeps track of them in a little notebook he does. that he, he carries does. around. His handy dandy notebook. Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Courtney Stanton. I'm Elizabeth Simmons. And I'm Darius Kazemi. We're very excited to talk to you about the second half of The Lovers. Yes, extremely excited. Episode 17. In the- which uh, Joseph's brain cells fall in love with a stand. Yes. That's, sure, why that's exactly called, that's why, that's why, it's, why called. it's called The Lovers. See, yes. I thought The Lovers were Jodoro Kujo and Steely Dan. Also correct. Why has that never occurred to me before? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah, no, see, because... Jodoro. The Lovers, a tarot card uh, that suggests brain cancer. <laughs> oh, no. And also top and bottom switching. <laughs> yeah. oh, there's so much here. There's a lot in this episode. This episode is... Yeah. I, I'm so overwhelmed. I really, like, I, I kind of feel flooded and I'm I need to lay down. I'm mostly worried about Joseph. I am too. I really, so many things happen to his mushy brain cells and I'm just like, stop doing that to him. He's yeah. been through a lot. And like, he gets the weird tickle on his back and then he has to like look inside his own brain. Again, like he keeps having in that, what is that the- That really traumatized. The off-brand Philips television. Yeah, it's called like Philic or something. Right. Also like two idiots you know are performing brain surgery on you sort of yeah yeah uh i really enjoy iraqi <laughs> the two biggest idiots you know <laughs> are are now very small and in your head yeah i like that we have a frenchman who in a previous episode could not identify swiss cheese and described it as the cheese you see in tom and jerry cartoons 
But in this episode, oh, you know what he meant. <laughs> and in this episode, we instead have him immediately thinking of a daikon radish as something that one would chop up. And I'm just like, yeah, not going to go for mirepoix. Going to yeah. go straight for daikon radish. Straight for daikon, like uh, any normal Frenchman would. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he watches a lot of cooking anime. A Frenchman, That's a, fr- not yeah. weird. a Frenchman who's, as far as we know, has never even been to Japan. Yeah, we pick him up in Hong Kong. Right? Yeah, so. really, really nailing that uh, that that scenario. He's an otaku. <laughs> <laughs> that I believe. Otaku. That I believe. But anyway, I just it's it's That's one why of those... he's always dressed like Polnareff. Oh, oh, is that what it is? <laughs> He's a fan of JoJo's. He's always cosplaying himself. So Polnareff uh, is, is just slicing up Joseph's brain matter. Yeah, and that's fine. That's Yo, fine. Yeah. Definitely not going to hurt him that's later. That's the plan, and it's fine. That's They were like, yeah, let's... let's... As an older person, you don't need to preserve any part of the your brain. The small amount of brain the, that the, Joseph has left by now. The brain is very resilient. There are people who have like brain tumors sure, and you yeah. get a pretty big chunk of your brain removed and, and you're, you're still fine. fine. And, you're he, still and fine. Joseph is actually fine at the end of this episode. So yeah. yeah. I think it's okay. We have to assume it's okay. It's true. We have to just move on with our lives. It does One, one kind foot in front of, of the other. Well, it, also, br- we, we do know now that brain cells do regenerate just very slowly. And so I presume that if you're a Hammond user, it, they actually regenerate oh. pretty fast. Okay, that does actually help. That's the other thing is in case for some reason all of the rest of this you've been listening and like, I don't see it. I don't see Jotaro and Kakuin. If at the end of this episode you weren't like, oh, this is Jotaro's complete unshakable faith in then his boyfriend hom- Kakuin. Then you're homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> You are problematic. Turn off your podcast. Yeah. Get out. I you just, are. Yeah. It's just, it's there. I'm sorry. It's there. Yeah. He's just like, I'm sorry, but you don't, you, it is you who do not understand. You don't know Kakuin. I'm yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Specifically, when there are yeah. three people, his entire, the entire rest of his team is over there. And he's, right. like, he's like, you, don't, hey, know you don't know Kakuin. You don't know my boyfriend. Yeah. He's going to rescue me. Okay. Yeah. He's and rescuing my me. Right now, and it's like, and then he is, yeah. And that's what's that's what's so great is I'm like, at what point <laughs> did you two have the whole conversation? You didn't. They didn't need to. What else do we have happening here? We get the uh, we got the shoe shining, right? Yeah, all the things that Steely Dan does. So yeah, he did. He you, makes... Did you write down for your receipts as well? <laughs> I did not because I I can't. It's too much to take in. Um, but I just off the top of my head, there's the telling Jotaro he's a good bridge. There's making him scratch his back. That was a good scene. Yeah. I'm a fan of it. Um, the shoe shining. Then there's the shoe shining. There's the, and then just sort of like the, oh the kicking the, him. No the um the stealing the jewelry. Yeah. Right. He, he makes him be a thief. Yeah. Er, whose kink isn't being made to be a thief? It's really weird. <laughs> it's pretty it's, normal. It's a very that's, convoluted that's way. vanilla like, as hell. Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, like I'm going to make you shoplift to distract someone else and get beaten up while I shoplift something. Well, what it is is so he gets him beat up. I can get up. a necklace. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's also, it's weird because then for like, we enter the strange reality. Well, what it is is it's Jodoro has to let himself be acted upon because he's just like oh you can't understand but like that's also i know that i know what the point of the scene is and i know that like if jotaro did beat up these jewelry heavies these men who um, care so much (laughs) about shoplifting about shoplifting like if they if if jotaro did beat them up he you know it would it would end poorly for his grandfather steely dan's uh temper but that being said i think it's ridiculous that steely dan is like what are you gonna do? You can't use your stand on civilians. Right. And Jotaro, like, who 
has never lost a fight to the extent that those delinquents in the nurse's office at the beginning were like, has Jotaro ever come in with an injury from a right. fight? No, he does <laughs> like, not get injured. And his mom was like, how many people did he kill? Like, right. oh, come on. Like, I could, yeah. I could imagine Jotaro just standing there and they like hit him with a pipe and he's like, what? Yeah. You know, like it's those okay. Jonathan yeah. uh, jeans. Like yeah. they literally will like break their fists on his face. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Also, Jotaro would totally use his stand on civilians. He <laughs> has. I will never get over him punching that hapless semi-truck driver. <laughs> I mean, didn't he just punch the truck? Yes, but also I think it's implied that since the truck isn't moving anymore, that the driver inside <laughs> is dead has now. been incapacitated. <laughs> and they're like, what do we do about that? And he's like, just keep driving. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so, you know, I don't think he has a lot of... I don't either. Grief about I mean, yeah, I, I don't think that Jotaro is like, I mean, yeah, it, it just, it, it it makes no sense. Yeah. yeah. Except that he's helpless. Like the whole point right. is that he is helpless. But he's playing into it by not just beating these guys up with his hands. Yeah. Yes. Can we talk about this weird stand, the lovers? Sure. How it makes no sense. I mean, oh, yeah. what we, is its may, power? we may, but can we? I feel like we we don't understand it enough to That's have a well, good question. So, so it's well, it's it's stand scoped creep as usual. Yeah. yeah. So it starts out as I can cause pain in like the brain of right like, whoever the brain I'm of in someone, and then suddenly I can also take the brain matter of whoever's brain I'm in and create like multiples, mush, mush it up to to turn into disguises and yeah. So it looks who, like what can you do with Joseph's brain? Mush? Maybe it's just because it's Joseph's brain matter. Like, would he be able to do that with a non standard mm, Good brain? question. Maybe Joseph has an extra awesome brain. So well, he does. You know. So uh, so 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 the lovers clones itself. Well, like it disguises itself. <laughs> It disguises itself and then it clones itself. And at that point, it's kind of like a future arc stand uh, for those of you. This isn't really a spoiler for those. Courtney, you were saying. Oh, yeah. Right? It reminds me a lot of Shigechi's stand in uh, Harvest. Four. Yeah, Harvest. Versus you have this like a fairly weak stand. A swarm of stand. But yeah, yeah the it's swarm. a swarm. And I think in at least in the video games, they're actually referred to as swarm type. It's just this mass of clones of the stand, and the whole point is that they can't tell which one's the original stand, and blah, blah, blah. Eventually, Kakuin, Anyway, there's no reason for it to make right. any sense. Yeah, and also this entire battle is happening in Joseph's brain, and <laughs> uh, and, and Kakuin eventually pulls what is a classic Joseph Joestar move. He lays his stand tentacles down as though they were string. He does exactly what Joseph did against... ACDC, uh, I want to say, uh, where he's yeah, like, he does yeah, he's like, ACDC. he's like distracting the pillar man and he puts the string down he and does, then he does it like to everyone. It. Yeah, he well, does it a lot. It's not successful with everyone. He, yeah, no, he tries but... it also in that hall of vampires. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. And it doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but this is basically that same trick while they're, while, young Joseph. while, yeah, <laughs> while all the stands aren't paying attention. You know, he puts string, magic string under them and then and manages somehow to somehow able to tell which one's the right one. Yeah. Because that one, I, I actually don't yeah, know. I'm, I don't I'm, know. I'm, oh. but... Also, uh, I enjoy that <laughs> the stand is able not just to make clones of itself, but also clones of Kakuin. Yeah, Hierophant Green. Like, yeah. sure. I actually like, like I, that I more. Well, but like, why? Like, how? I don't. Explain yourself, Araki. Yeah. I don't get I like, it. I like the scene where the lovers goes like, the most, 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 yes. most, yeah. most, 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 for, for like a minute. Yeah. And you get yeah. this like, this like uh, psychedelic scene of like overwhelming. Lots and lots yeah. of little tiny microscopic yeah. stand. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Bugs. Yeah. yeah. 
Poor Joseph. And he's like watching it in his brain on a mm-hmm. TV. It's yep. terrible. And never, so they never be awake during surgery. Yeah. So they do this. Kakuin eventually figures out who the stand is. He punches the stand. And then at that point, Steely Dan gets hurt in real life because his stand was actually hurt. And then Jotaro's like, aha, the tables have turned. At which point, Steely Dan immediately switches to a, a pretty deep submissive bottom. Like, yeah. <laughs> literally. He starts licking Jotaro's yeah. shoes. He's, yeah, he doesn't even like, he, he volunteers up to lick jo- Jotaro's shoes. He's just like, I'm down on the ground now. I'll do anything. I'll even lick your shoes. I'm going to lick them right now. <laughs> Yeah, have a choice. I mean, he, he does his he, own he, he does his own of, lick sound too, yeah, right? A different sound. Yeah, it's like Lely Lely instead of Rero Rero or something. He reminded me a lot of Yellow Temperance or whatever the name Rubber Soul. Rubber yeah. Soul, yeah. Um, after he gets beaten up by Jotaro and he's just like, what, don't, just hurt do me, whatever, "Don't hurt do me! Don't hurt me! It's yeah. fine! It's fine!" Like, I'm sorry. I'm doing yeah, anything. but yeah. also he's biding his time as well because maybe unbeknownst to Jotaro. The lovers is now coming back, right? Uh, and he, you know, he tries to pull some trick involving holding a kid hostage. Which but first, Jotaro like and... catches the the stand yeah, and well, like almost crushes it. Well, because and... the stand is like the size of a fly, and we've already established how good Star Platinum is at spotting flies. Yeah, yes. remember? Way yeah, back. with with Dio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. so it's true. So, Star Platinum knows all about fly size things. So yeah. Star Platinum grabs him and breaks his arm and his leg and crushes him a mm, whole there's bunch. There's more begging. There's I more do, begging. I like that Jotaro just really gives him a lot of rope to hang himself with where he's just like, all right, Literally. There, so. mm, <laughs> yeah. He's like, so you promise and you're not lying that like you're just going to leave us alone and we're never going to see you again. And he's like, yes. He's like, okay, because if I see you again, I will punch you a thousand times. <laughs> he's like, yes, I'm done. You already broke my arm and leg. And he's like, well, I guess that's enough. Like, and then you He made know, you he... do so many things, right. Jotaro. And then he turns his back and then, of course, it's not done. He pulls out a knife. He threatens a kid. and But then Kakyoin comes it, it to the rescue. It turns out. Kakuin has way more powers than he will have ever again, ever again and, and has had up to this point. Apparently, Kakuin's stand string can stretch like a bajillion miles. Apparently, Kakuin's stand is actually his stand from that really good video game that yeah. we played on <laughs> yeah. live stream. Uh, I guess it'll be like three or four weeks ago by the time you hear this, wherein his stand is like actually string and not just like a thing with tentacles. That are attached to him. Yeah. yeah. Like, Jesus. Apparently, the string can unravel for like... A hun- like hundreds of meters. Yeah, like a mile. Yeah. Which is not at any point it's what not it is like ever again. Yeah, with yeah. anything. And also, somehow, this was invisible to Steely Dan. And also to us yeah, as the viewer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he apparently tied the end of one of his ridiculously long tentacle strings to... I still like to think that Kakuin is a very fast runner. Very fast. And he was running. <laughs> Maybe actually he wasn't running. Maybe he was being dragged. Oh, God. Except no, because that stand doesn't have like a lot of strength. Yeah, so that's the whole have... point. It's really yeah. weak. Mm. So, you know, maybe he got in a car or on a motorbike. Polnareff drove him. That would make sense. There you go. Yeah, there we but go. they didn't explain it. This is one of those times where we needed David Productions yeah, to explain it. Yeah, No, there. this is why we're here, is we're here to explain <laughs> oh, yeah. it, right? That's the, that's the <laughs> that's name of our podcast, the right? <laughs> but I just, I have to say, it's like really, <laughs> that's a huge, huge gap there. Huge. Giant plot hole. We found it. Yeah, we, we found, found the it. one. Yeah, the found the plot hole. And so then, of course, Jotaro is like, mm, yeah, we weren't ever planning on letting you go. And yeah. now I get to punch you a 
thousand times. And he does. And he does. And then he does, he does this thing at the end with his little booklet of, uh, he's like, here's grievances. your- With his booklet of grievances, he's like, here's your receipt. And in the manga, he actually says, paid in full and throws it down <laughs> on the ground. Yeah. Um, Jotaro has yeah. the receipts. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh. And uh, and in the, and just for those of you who are wondering, because I was wondering, in the manga, of the Aura 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 takes three full page splashes- uh, so six to, pages? No, 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 not not a not a two page okay. splash. Just three full page. All right, it's um, a lot of punches. I think that Jorno has one that's like twelve. Yes, he has one. Yes, he has one that's like ten or twelve. Yeah, yeah. that's why they're taking so long. <laughs> they <laughs> have to every punch because yeah. if it, if that was th- a thousand punches, right? And so it's three pages. Yeah, yeah, and so like that's like at least 4, like three punches. times that. Yeah, four times that. Yeah, it's a lot of punches that need. So they have animated. to animate yeah. each punch. Yep. And also all of Captain Tsubasa. Right. Yeah, just to get that one yeah. scene. Well, they in. need to have a good choice. Right. For that one scene to play yeah. in. Yeah. Well, it has to, it has you have to, to sell it. Yeah. And you can't sell it if you just make the one scene. I have a couple notes. One is that Star Platinum, when Star Platinum comes out and grabs the lovers, uh, the stand, he has like a full like Beyonce wind machine on his hair and it just will not stop. And that's the first time I've really noticed that, that that is like... Just like, like it's beautiful, beautiful windy hair. And I just want to point out that when Star Platinum comes out to grab the fly, I thought it was kind of interesting that for people who have seen Stardust Crusaders before, that the whole scene kind of turns grayscale for a little bit and like uh, I like Jojo's purple eyes. Yeah, the palette swap is really good. I like his purple chain. I like how all the gold on him is also purple for this scene. It's great. And then my other major question I had on this, because one of the things that Steely Dan says when he's begging for his life at the very end is he says, well, Dio paid me up front. And so you can have like all that money. So now I have a lot of questions about how Dio is running his business side of this assassination (laughs) thing. It's like you don't just pay people completely 100% of money. You go to business school. Yeah, but also like, (laughs) like imagine if you're like the head of the mafia and everyone's afraid of you. You can afford to pay people up front like a high roller if everyone's afraid that you'll murder them for yeah, not maybe doing it's an intimidation a job. It's an tactic. intimidation thing. Yeah. It's like, I am so secure that you will do this like, here, job for me. Here, have these suitcases full of money. Yeah. Like, if you don't do it, you'll die. Right. Well, no, I just mean that like, so say like you haven't gotten a chance to go after the Stardust Crusaders yet and then you get word that like they've been killed. So then you're supposed to like go back to Dio and be like, well, here's your money back. I assume Dio just kills you. Wow. I don't think Dio like has a lot of uh, scruples. Yeah, or like respect for non-teenage girl life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he def or like not people he can't like keep as his like sex pet. Right. Yeah. And even in those cases, he doesn't always respect them. Well, also, but also like many of the assassins have flesh buds. So, yeah, uh, so true. there's that control mechanism as well. That's true. That's what I mean. It's like I think I'd rather be flesh butted than mon- like than just paid. <laughs> yeah. Real, you would rather be flesh butted than given a bunch of money. Of course, Courtney would rather be <laughs> flesh butted by Dio. Well, because it's like then at least it's Dio we're talking about here. Well, because it's like you take the money, and so then it's like you you just you're just gonna if you're just gonna die either way. I don't think I want free will anymore. <laughs> uh, I think that when you have a flesh bud, you like are aware. I don't, I don't think you have like awareness. I just think that you you like it's like Imperio. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. It um it's <laughs> it like stimulates like the aggressiveness in your 
like it, body. It makes you able to like use puppets. That's what I was gonna say. At least yeah, you and, get like really cool tools. And, like, yeah. you know, you get props. That's true. Props. Yeah. So you become like an excellent, like multi-talented artist. Yeah. So that's like a, like that's a, pretty you good. You become like a street performer. Yeah. See? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I can right. see that. Yeah. All right. We all want flesh that's, now. Yeah. That's something money can't buy. So yeah. <laughs> That kind of talent, yeah. right? <laughs> like, the flesh bud variety show. Like, you just the bunch you of people with flesh buds certain, doing all their great tricks. A certain joie de vie <laughs> that you just you don't get from money alone. Amazing. As Quincy Jones told us recently. You know, you start taking stuff for money, God walks out of the room. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the lovers. That concludes probably Courtney's favorite baddie of the week. That is that. Those two episodes are definitely my favorite. Like one off episode of jojo if you were like why do you like this series i would i would show people the lovers part one and two if you were like why should i like this series it's not the episode i would show somebody but in terms Wait, of like so darius is both of our favorite let's go eat some italian food then yeah i think One-off. so yeah. yeah so the lovers is not just a literal look into joseph joestar's head but it's also a nice glimpse into courtney's head what would you do <laughs> if you could control jodoro Cujo? and it's just a short list of like the <laughs> beginning of my day <laughs> with jodoro Cujo. and also like you don't need to like find out if he's a good bridge or not because you know so you, you could right, maybe you can put that, that at the end of the that. list yeah because yeah. like you'll you'll still want to make him a bridge but like you want to do some research for yeah. yeah, I don't need to start there. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks for listening to us this week. <laughs> JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Ora Ora, Oregon at StreamPDX Mobile Podcast Studio. Thank you to the folks at StreamPDX and Open Signal. Our music is The Freakout Experiment by Tobias Weber. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJojo or find us on the web at ExplainJojo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please go to iTunes and leave the kind of review that Steely Dan would leave for a quality shoe shine. <laughs>